0: We've had great success, and we've had no success. We've done both. We close a salon, right? We've had big missteps and failures on our side. You know, you can look down on people from your high tower and go, "Well, only naysayers and poor people would say that." And now, my bank account is the only way that that decides your worth. Your worth. I don't want to live in that world where the bank account decides someone's value. Always ask why. Your friend in the lash industry.
1: Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in.
0: Yeah, thank you for tuning in. Hey, Tuss. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm so good. What are we here for? Why are we talking today? We are going to do
1: a baby cast.
0: Yes, a baby cast. And this one is going to be interesting, I think, because we're going to talk about some advice that we see thrown around by so-called gurus of whatever. I mean, not just lash gurus. I think this is a popular trend with anyone who has had a little success in their life and they're trying to let you know If you want to get some advice, you need to go to someone that you would be willing to change places with, right? Yes, that's –
1: so the story goes. I have to say that I am quite excited about talking about this one because I've
0: been chomping at the bit. This one sticks in my craw. It does because we think this is not good advice. Mm -hmm. I think this advice is very limiting And I think you're you're losing opportunities to grow and learn from many people. But before we get into all that, let's do announcements. And maybe we have music now. I don't know. Diego's working on it. We'll have it soon. Really soon, he said. I can't wait to have announcing music. So that's uh, what we have. We don't have a whole lot. We have LashCon. That's the big one. Yeah, we have virtual tickets. This week, the virtual tickets go up on price on Saturday. So the 5th of September is your last chance to get your ticket for 197 After that, it'll be 247 Do not delay. Buy your ticket. You get access to all the speakers. You can watch it in person. Not in person. Well, you can't watch it in person, too, for a live ticket. But you can watch online, and then you'll have 60 days afterwards to watch the replays and all that. So you have plenty of time to go through all the content, take your notes, and learn from everything. Plus, you'll have access to the sponsor booths, virtually speaking. There'll be places place for you to connect with people online. It's going to be a great experience where if you can't make it out here overseas, or it's too far, or it's too much money, this is still the best way to connect with your larger Lash family. So get your tickets. Secondly, we still have a handful, at least when I record this, of the standard business tickets for $8.97. So go get that if you haven't already. And you can't make it. You can and you can divide your payments into three. And then last announcement is we just finished last week our class in Vegas and we're going to come back again hard in Boston on November, right after LashCon, November 19th, 20th. We're talking retention. Yeah, the Lash Retention course, or December 3rd and 4th in Los Angeles. So basically, we're wrap up the year, East Coast, West Coast. You can learn a new way of doing lashes, a new way of thinking about lashing and then get ready to kick off 2023 with some new skills underneath your belts that will really help you to do better, get longer attention, and charge more. What was
1: that hand motion?
0: I don't know. It was me putting my tool in my belt. Oh, I, I thought it was that, like yeah. doing a
1: little banjo move there, like a <laughs> scratch a belly,
0: you know? Yeah, I'm scratching my belly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm doing. It's horrible to do. I mean, one day we'll have these on video, and we at least will. you can see what we're doing. But. I
1: have been wanting that for a long time. Yeah,
0: and I say, hey, Tess, why don't you set it up? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, gonna, no, that's not, uh-huh, no, not gonna happen. No, no it's all, all gonna, okay. I all be quiet on me, then. but yes, we will do video. God willing, we're at like 240, 250 episodes without video. We have survived this far, but yeah, I think video will be the next big thing. It is going to be the next big thing. Better than sliced bread. Yes, almost. Oh, I think sliced bread. It's slightly better than us on video. <laughs> I don't even eat bread. I know. I gave up bread years ago. I'm- it's it's one of those sad things you sacrifice when you don't want to get, become like 500 pounds. Like, okay, I got to cut carbs and wow. things and, and eat healthier and clean and all that. And most of the bread I liked was all the really bad bread. The whiter the bread, the better.
1: There's, there's no
0: such thing <laughs> as bad bread. I mean, no. it's all delicious, right? It's all delicious. I just didn't, yeah. Anyhow. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about advice. Where should you go get advice? Because at first when I heard this idea of like, you should, if you should only take advice from people whose place you'd be willing to swap with. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense. It means that person probably is successful in some manner or way. And because they're at that level, maybe it makes sense.
1: I think that's where it came from. And I think in circles where we heard it before it, it was said in the way that I'm not going to take advice from somebody who hasn't had a business, who have the cred, street cred, to be spouting this stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it, let's just say you come into the lash industry. You know, let's just say you're from the outside. You're like, I know I'm going to help lash build lash salons. Like, have you ever built one? No, I have no idea. But I just want to make some money, so I'm going to start a coaching program that helps people build lash salons. And then be like, you'd be like, wait a minute, wait. I mean, I understand you can probably teach some business stuff because maybe you have a business background, but salon specifically, where are you getting this information? And that makes sense that you wouldn't want to pay for that person or give them or take their advice. But at the same time, I think when you take any idea to its extreme – it can become a bad idea where you, at this point, the only thing like, I will only take advice from billionaires.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the danger of making a platitude like that. Like, I'm not going to, you know, if you're not willing to trade places with somebody, don't take their advice. To me, I don't think I would go so far as to say something that extreme, that much of a blanket statement, because I think that there's opportunities that you can miss as a human being if you hold that to be true. For example, I remember those assemblies in high school. Do you guys remember those things?
0: Yeah, I don't think they do them anymore, but at least not since COVID, yeah. Well,
1: you know, the the assemblies um, back in the olden days. Yeah, back in the 1980s. They'd have a speaker. And and I remember one time there was somebody that was addicted to drugs. Mm -hmm. A Tragedy upon tragedy in their life, lost all their teeth, all sorts of things. And they came to the school and talked about it. And it's like, if you had that blanket thing, I'm not going to take your advice. And I wouldn't listen to that person, even though that person was saying, listen, don't do drugs because I lost everything. I lost my family. I lost my job.
0: I lost my dignity. I lost years of my life. And they're there to forewarn you, but if everyone in the audience is like, I'm not going to trade places with you, I'm not going to listen to you, I mean, that's ridiculous because he's there to help forewarn you when you're young and learning and all the temptations of the world are coming at you, hey, try this, try that, and you're like, well, maybe I'll do that, maybe I'll go down that path, maybe heroin won't be so bad on me, but it maybe won't have the same effects to me, and so without any real, because you didn't listen to that, drug addict, yeah, you may give it a shot. You know, (laughs) and then the other extreme is that there are people at the top
1: of their game. Let's talk about like Bertie Madoff. Yeah. Head Ponzi scheme guy, you know, or what about Anna Delvey? Yeah, Anna Delvey. uh, Delvey. Yeah. Anna Sororcan, you know, she's yeah. top of the game, you know. Or Everyone's, what's her
0: name from our favorite show from this year? The, 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 Elizabeth um, Holmes. Holmes. Holmes, Theranos, yeah. right? Theranos. You know? Like, you, oh, well, she was hugely successful. At one point was one of the richest women in the world. Smartest. And smart because she went to Stanford, well, she dropped out, but that says she started this company, did all these things right, and then after a few years, it turned out to be a house of cards, a bunch of lies, and nothing. Yeah, the caution is... Don't just look on the outside, because the outside of the cup can
1: be washed and it can be really, really pretty.
0: Yeah. But the
1: inside of the cup can be filthy
0: and decaying and full of dead men's bones. Yeah, and with more so than ever today, because Instagram and social media are people who were really good at faking it. We've shared before about one of our neighbors who said she was a famous. Actress or oh, model. Right. And we took it because she looked like the girl that we saw on the billboards. And then I always thought it was odd because when because we were managers, this is like twenty-some years ago. We were managers no, of the no. apartment Yeah, it was
1: 26 yeah. years ago.
0: Basically, we I went into her apartment once to fix something, and she had nothing in there but pictures of herself on the walls. That was all that she had in a bed. And some clothes. She couldn't afford to have anything in her house. But she walked around. She was very well dressed. She was beautiful. She had a beamer. And she had all the outside trappings of success. But when you looked inside, you found out she had no friends. She basically lived off guys who paid all her bills. And she just played the sexy model or whatever. And there wasn't anything there. That was 26 years ago. Today, this is like everywhere there are so many people who could create facades personas and images on instagram and social media that does not line up with reality and some of these people will go and they're the ones like well you know i'm not going to take advice from anyone unless you know i'd swap places with them and i'm not saying that everyone has said that means that i'm not saying they're all fakes no i'm just saying you just don't know anymore you know you have to dig a little deeper you got to be discerning
1: too it's not like you're gonna take somebody's advice it means that you're gonna be as successful as they are no
0: yeah, i guess another way to look at it is you can learn from anyone, really. I think Win Claybaugh was someone the first time I ever heard this. And Win Claybaugh probably is the most successful person we've ever had on our podcast. Win Claybaugh, he's written a book. It's called yeah. Be Nice or Else. Or Else. And he's also the um, founder or co founder of, of all the Paul, Paul Mitchell Schools. Beauty Schools. Yeah. So this guy is not making like $150,000 a year. And sometimes I see people- Did you say not? No, he's not like one of these people that's only making $150,000 a year. He's made millions of dollars. He's done quite well. And I know he's raised tens of millions for charity to himself. She he's a, a very heart. generous, big heart, wonderful guy. Maybe Ted Gibson's the only other person we've had on our show that maybe rivals him. But no, I bet When would never tout this or talk about how much money he makes because that's not important. But he's done quite well. And he says he learns from everyone. Everyone can be his mentor. Everyone, the person working at the front desk, where the barista his office, delivering the coffee, the barista, he is so humble, and I saw that just meeting with him, talking to him, he is so down the earth, such a just regular guy who doesn't think all high and mighty. Now he could be like, Hey guys, if you want to be successful like me and run the biggest beauty school in the nation, well then, you know, you need to take my advice and listen to me because I know best. And he could totally go that route, which a lot of people do and use that as a way to manipulate or get money out of people. Rather than doing that, he just goes out and he just supports and helps people. By the way, charge for everything he does. Like I know some people are like, you have to pay me if you want me to show up. He kind of just measures your heart and sees if you're good people. And he's like, I'll support you guys. You seem really cool. You seem down there. Do you actually know me? And then he shares, you know, he shared one time a story about someone who wanted his help. And they didn't even know that. They said, we want to talk to you about your hair career. He goes, I never, I've cut, never hair. cut hair. <laughs> so when you don't even know who I am, I'm not going to give you, I'm not, at that point, all the goodwill is not gone, but I'm, you're going to have to dig a little, work a little harder. And I just, what I love about him is just this humility, desire to serve, help people, and learn from anyone in his life. No one is too small. No one is too big. And I guess this whole advice that we see that being posted once in a while is kind of where people who've had a little success and now they're kind of selling you a bill of goods. Like, okay, don't go to anyone else, to get your tips. You need to go to people who are successful like me. And then these are the people you should listen to. You need to listen to me because I'm extremely successful. I'm the real I made $100,000 last year. No offense, that's not a lot of money, guys. $100,000 nice, it's a good living. It's not Bill Gates' money, okay? It's not life-changing money. It's just good money, all right? So I made 100000 last year, and you should listen to me and only me because I'm so successful. I don't like that type of message. I don't think it's a good, healthy message, and it actually cuts down on learning and it creates, you know, a lot of ego, I guess. So then someone else goes, I guess I'll listen to you. And if they grow, now their DNA is going to be like, well, I guess if you want to be successful like me, then you need to not listen to anyone else who's not, you know, all those other peons are only making $30,000 a year. And I made 80. So I'm the big dog in the house. So you should listen to me.
1: It's not a peeing contest, you know. I think what we're trying to say is that be discerning on who you take advice with. Be discerning who you let into your circle. I mean, I think we need to treat everyone with kindness and respect, even if we disagree with their opinions, right? Because I think people are made in the image of God, and, and they're worth that dignity, even if we disagree with them. Even if somebody's behaving badly, yeah. But we treat with them with honor because that says a lot about who you are so be discerning who you take advice from
0: and by the way i think be discerning in what advice you take not just the person yes consider the person like if someone's like a homeless guy i'm giving out business tips okay probably not what you're thinking and that's probably where that idea of the game if you're not gonna switch places then yeah but yeah you shouldn't but you should still when you encounter people get to know them get to hear them they i bet you every person even a homeless person every person you meet probably has something that you can learn from every person. And that's where you just judge the person based on the content, not based upon the outside wrappings of success, right? It's like, no, no, I'm going to actually listen to you and you're going to share your advice And I'm going to discern through what I know, what I need or what I've learned from my experience. And then I'm going to decide what's working for me and I'll take or not take that advice. That's a much better, more healthy approach in my opinion than just giving these simple platitudes that sound kind of smart, but in the end I think you're losing uh, opportunity to learn from other people.
1: Yeah. I don't think that it's, it's very humble. It might be a tool that you use to say, this tool helps me to decide who I'm going to listen to or not. But I think in some ways it can cut down the humanity of that person. Like yeah. they're not as valuable because you wouldn't trade places with them. Yeah.
0: Like the only thing you value is that they have a nice car or they have nice clothes and that makes them a great person. Well, Maybe they're an amazing housewife or house husband. What am I saying? Or you maybe know, a they, partner. Yeah. Or maybe they're a great mom or a great dad or a great uncle and they just love their kids. And maybe they made choices where money wasn't the highest value. Maybe they chose relationship over money. They chose their kids. They chose their spouse, their loved one, whatever. I mean, I meet people who are still supporting their grandparents because they love their grandparents and they made sacrifices so that they could be with their grandparents and support them in their last years. I mean, it's one of these things where, like, we don't all have the same values here. And so if we only put basically, I think what they're always saying with this little saying, money, house, fame, power is the highest value. And that's the only thing that's worth trading up for. So if you don't have those things, I'm not going to listen to you. It's like, okay, so what if that person, which is pretty common, people are highly successful. You see, a lot, divorce is not less for those people. They have just as much divorce. They have as many problems relationship-wise. Drug use is still rampant in the upper echelons in the world. So they still struggle with those type of things. So That's not, I can't be the only thing I'm aspiring to. But I would,
1: let's say, play devil's advocate. Yeah. Somebody who's having that mindset, only take advice from somebody that you're going to trade places with would say that the only people that are poor are going to say something like that.
0: You're right. And that fact, I've seen that defense. Like People that disagree with me are only poor people you know, we've done fine, right? We've done well. We're By no means are we, you know, retired and rich and sitting in the Caymans right now, but we're not also trying to figure out, you know, how to get by for another day before we start. But
1: we have been in both places. We've been in both places. cut coupons. Well, we have rubbed our nickels together and hoped for more nickels. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've been in a place of need. We have been in a place of want.
0: Yeah. And so this comes from us where we've had great success and we've had no success. We've done both. We close a salon, right? We've had... Big missteps and failures on our side. You know, you can look down on people from your high tower and go, well, only naysayers and poor people would say that. And you know what? So be it. If that's true... I don't care. It doesn't mean it's wrong. Oh, wait. Now my bank account is the only way that, that decides your worth. your worth. I don't want to live in that world where the bank account decides someone's value. I would
1: say don't be seduced by that simple thinking yeah. that all you need is money in order to be happy. Money helps for sure. Money opens doors. It also means that you don't have to worry about certain things. But mm-hmm. then it also does mean you have to worry about more things. Happiness isn't dependent on money. It helps for sure. But the things that we all want are the things that, you know, our heart longs for is love, to be loved. Connection,
0: feeling competent. Intimacy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, feeling competent, feeling heard,
0: trust. And some people don't want to make the sacrifices because I know some of the big names in our industry had to make huge sacrifices to get where they went. And not just like little things. Like like for years – I, I, like Alona. I always think Alona, for quite a few years, lived in like a one bedroom studio or whatever. And they literally cut all their costs. I think they got rid of their car or had one car. Did it's all these sacrifices. They really sacrificed so they could build the brand. Not everyone can do that. Some people have kids, they have families, they have other commitments they have to be it. To. So for them, there's no shade on them because they can't make those sacrifices or choose not to make those sacrifices because there's other values that they like. And so they choose a pathway that maybe doesn't have all the same glamour and glitz, but still you can be content and happy in the path that you've chosen. Yeah, I remember talking with a gal, I think her name was
1: Lauren. We met at the Lashes and Bubbles event in um, Laguna. Alona's thing. And then I ran into her again at uh, the um, Vegas party. And at the time of the Laguna party, she was talking about that she had little ones and she wanted to do so much more at the time. And I just looked at her and I said, hey, the most important thing right now is those little ones because you're the only one that they that they call mommy. And that's a privilege. And I think it's a very worthwhile endeavor and investment for you to invest in them right now because this is a seasonal time when they're so young and they're so needy and so dependent on you. And this is the time that you get to open files in their brain and you're the only one that has that special privilege. So you're investing in them. Don't worry, it's going to be another season. And I remember talking to just even last weekend, talking to other people that are thinking, oh, I wanted to be a little bit farther in my career. I wanted to be doing so much more. But, you know, I've got the kids right now. And it's like, I want to encourage you don't look at the kids as if they're weighing you down. Don't be discouraged. Don't resent your children
0: from holding you back. And
1: don't think that this is it for you. This is a season. It's a season in your life and you're going to be able to do so much more when that season ends.
0: So... I think in the end the big picture here is you can learn from anyone and you should be open to learning from anyone from that barista... To that person who may wash your car, to that kid who comes by the neighborhood and tries to sell you newspaper. I don't know if they do anymore newspapers, whatever. That's like Chocolate, chocolate. Chocolate, whatever it is. You can learn from anyone. And I think that's such a wonderful way to have that humble, heart, to go around in life, looking for opportunities to learn from many people, not thinking you have it all figured out. And as you move up the chain, be generous and give back, but don't think that you somehow arrived and made it because you made one hundred fifty thousand dollars last year. That's nothing. I mean, I just think that's a terrible thought. Like I don't have to listen to you. Yeah, what do you have to say? I make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. I'm like, I, I've made it. And I, by the way, you're not successful
1: I, enough for me to like think about.
0: Yeah. And I mean, how but, ugly. And money is not the end game here. It's not that. It's actually about trying to find how many people are really finding peace and joy and happiness in what they do. Contentment. I'd rather be happy and have contentment in my work than be rich and miserable, which is, I know, kind of a cliche, but is true. There are plenty of people. I mean, that was one of the big things I think you realized about 15 years ago when you started to get all these high-end clients. I remember you coming home going, I Actually, I didn't realize that rich people are just as, as miserable. miserable as everyone else. They had the same problems, whether it's marriage, kids, money. I mean, we knew this one lawyer who, one of the richest lawyers or pay, well-paid lawyers in L.A., and they had no savings. They blew millions of dollars every year, and they, if, they, if he couldn't work the next day, they would be on the street. They couldn't even pay for their mortgage. They had nothing left. You wouldn't notice. You, you wouldn't would know never that. know. Yeah, I remember you sharing that story, and I just remember going, "Okay, you no, know it's everyone's at a different place, and we all have our struggles, and it's it'd be, the struggles to be human. So that's normal. So let's let's stop with this kind of sitting up in our high tower looking down at other people. You minions, you you can you should only follow me, and you should buy my coaching or training or my products, or whatever, because I'm the person you should emulate. And anyone who you wouldn't want to replace. Change places. Well, you should not and just ignore them. Don't buy anything from them. And I just. Uh. Isn't that funny that you know people who say that kind of
1: thing. Everybody wants to be their friend.
0: <laughs> well, that's the Anna Delphi thing yeah. that you said, or the Mean Girl thing, where you've tried yeah, to like mean, mean Girls.
1: Everybody is desperate to be their friend because yeah. they're so mean and they don't have time for anybody. But if you're their friend, it means
0: that you've arrived. And that's where, like Anna Delphi, you showed me. And what was that? delvi Delvey. What was the name of the show? It was on. It was, uh, what was that? Inventing Anna. Inventing Anna. Everything about her was fake. And what was interesting, you said, I want you to see this, because you're going to see the mean girl thing in full
1: yeah, it was Play. the fashion designer friend. It was like, oh, Anna was otherworldly. She knew wine. She knew varietal. She knew area. She wasn't too beautiful. That's how we knew that she was the real deal. And she was mean. She didn't have time for anybody. And I was desperate to be her friend. We all know yeah. what that feels like. We all went to high school. We all went to junior high. And there's that one queen bee. And she's
0: meaner than heck. And everyone's just desperate to be her friend. Yeah, I remember our staff trying to explain it to me when we had our slot. And would be like, Paul, you still understand? the mean girl effect. I mean, the same thing exists in our own industry. We see at times there are mean girls out there and everyone wants to be their friend. And I'm always perplexed by that. I just don't understand. Because guys have other weird things that we do, but that's not one of them. If a guy's a jerk... No, it's just like the
1: movie Mean Girls with... um yeah. What's her name? No, Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, like you know, Regina. Ago. No, but I'm serious. You know, you're <laughs> desperate to be your friend. Anyway. It is.
0: You well, know, I think that's a little bit where some of this comes from, is that wanting to be approved by someone greater than you who has more success. Who's got wasn't. it all
1: together, who's incredibly beautiful and yeah. luxurious with everything that they do. And it's like, if you're their friend, if they look at you, then, oh my gosh, I matter.
0: Yeah. Don't fall for don't that fall stuff. For that. That, don't fall for that. Again, we're a big tent we love to work with everyone. I mean, I work, we work with people who we toy totally have different worldviews on and that's okay. We want to treat people though with kindness, no matter what, but in this case, we just want to call out this one bit of advice that we feel like is bad advice. And by it's just our opinion. Our opinion is doesn't mean that it's are the end all end all. I mean, it's end like, all be
1: all. We yeah. can still be friends if you disagree. Yeah,
0: and we will respectfully disagree. Yeah, and we we'll respectfully disagree, and that's okay. We live in a world where we would hope the world will move in this direction, where different opinions and ideas can flourish at the same time, and we can have discussions, and you guys can interact we with can us. We can discuss, and you can come up to LashCon and say, "Paul, this you know that thing about the advice thing. I think you're pretty much that was kind of lame. I, I don't agree listen with to you, it. and that's Absolutely. okay. I'm not going to go. I'm going to kick you out of LashCon because you don't believe in my worldview that's no, lame no.
1: we always say we're a big tent yeah. which means that our big tent can encompass lots of different kinds of views
0: yeah and different types of people that we don't always like say oh they're not all our best friends i mean not everyone that's been on our podcast is our best friend we're friendly with everyone we like everyone we can discuss but we can discuss stuff and be different in fact I, I think that's one of the biggest things that i think for growth this is a total side note but i would love to be able to have more dissenting opinions at some point on our podcast it'd be kind of cool to see Different people come on, say, you know, we're going to disagree. Let's talk about let's this. And let's it. go after it. Yes. That'd be fun. I think that would be interesting. And that way you get two different worldviews and we can exemplify what we would love to see the world do more. Because I feel like no one wants to talk anymore. Everyone just wants to cachet or blame other people and say, oh, you're idiots because you believe this.
1: Well, in this climate, there are lots of things that you can't say.
0: Yeah, it is. No, it's true. You know, we, I think, and it doesn't matter. Left if, or right, both sides. if you say sides.
1: something that somebody doesn't agree with, they can call you a name and it can Shut be you harmful. Down. So I think that people are a little bit more cautious. That's not the kind of world I want to live in.
0: No, no they do not either. But anyhow, we'll, maybe we can talk about that another uh, episode. Yes. Anyway, we love you guys. Thank I, you. Yeah. So, all right, guys, that's a wrap. We are done. We're out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review on behalf of my Lash Licorice tusney. Mm-hmm. You like that one? I like licorice. Yeah. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you're a friend in the lash industry.